0: for 2018 that I believe 2018 I know 2018 is going to be a life changing year at the First Apostolic Church Cincinnati, Ohio Amen And uh, we're going to grow. We're going to grow together. We're going to grow in grace. We're going to grow in our walk with God and fellowship with one another. Speaking of fellowship, I do want to announce that on the last Sunday of this month, I believe that's January 28th, uh, the last Sunday of this month, after service, of course, there'll be no evening service on that day, Uh, so after that service, we're going to enjoy a good time of fellowship in the uh, fellowship hall, and uh, we're going to have a meal served. Uh, This, of course, is... Uh, this is going to be provided by our very own executive chef, brother Otis Miller, a wonderful, wonderful, talented amen man of God, and we thank the Lord for him, and uh, we're going to look forward to this. There's no set price, donations will be accepted, and all of those proceeds will go. Those proceeds will go, of course, to our building fund, because we are going to build a building, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. Thank you Jesus. Amen. And when we came to this particular location, 6477 Cooper Road, we, we bought it for the property. And uh, the first message that I preached upon arriving was entitled. Some weren't even here for that particular service because uh, many new people have come. But I preached a message called, uh, Welcome to this Tabernacle. The point of that message was that, that, that the Tabernacle was a temporary worship place for Israel in preparation for the temple of the Lord. And that's what this building is for us. It's a temporary worship location. And I thank the Lord that he gave us a place where we could land while we begin the process of building a new uh, edifice for the glory of God. Sometimes that's not always optional. Sometimes churches have to go rent places for a long period of time and move uh, a little bit nomadic uh, from place to place. But the Lord looked out for us and kept us from having to do that and we've we've been able to set up shop if you please here at 6477 cooper road but folks that's about to change we're about to push in the clutch shift the gears and we're going to take it to another level hallelujah amen the Bible says to write down the vision and make it plain, and, and we're going to be doing that through the course of 2018. We're going to be making the vision very plain. And we start this morning with a message the Lord gave me uh, when we arrived at this property in 2014. Uh, the Lord moved upon my, moved upon my heart to, to start the year by encouraging us to embrace our purpose Sometimes we come to church, and we go home, and we come back to church, and we go home. And and somewhere in the midst of living from day to day, purpose can become vague. But we have to embrace our purpose and recognize that the Lord has called us for His glory and for His kingdom. So I will invite your attention this morning to the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 13. And we will read from the uh, 31st verse. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 31. Real quick, could we just, while you're turning there, could we just thank God for this church? For this gathering of people. And <laughs> hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we say, I'm going, to, I'm going to the church, and I'll be at the church, and I'll, I'll get to the church about such and such time. And, and we, we, what we mean is the building. But when we say church, that's not what God's talking about. He's talking about you and he's talking about me together in blessed unity. And I thank God for First Apostolic Church and what you mean to the kingdom of God and what you mean to this city. Matthew chapter 13, verse 31, another parable put he, Jesus, forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, hallelujah, but when it is grown, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. And I want to preach this morning on this subject. It starts with a seed. It starts with a seed. Could we just lift our hands to the Lord today, lift our voices, and I'll ask you particularly to pray for me. Could you pray for me today that God will anoint me as I preach his word and declare his counsel? Heavenly Father, I thank you for the great privilege of standing in your presence. Lord, all of us are unworthy to stand in your presence. None of us, none of us measure up, Lord, in ourselves to be in your presence. But you who are rich in mercy, oh God, look down upon us with such loving kindness that you would bring us into your presence and you would shower us with your glory. Make your heart known to us. Make your heart known to us, O oh Lord, as we step into this new year of life. I pray, oh God, that you would define us. I pray that you would refine us. I pray, Lord, that you would cause us to embrace purpose and step into the destiny you have designed for us. Lord, you know us by name and you've called us from the four corners of our existence and you have brought us together for such a time as this and we praise you and we humble ourselves before you in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus we pray. And everyone said, In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. It was shortly after arriving at 6477 Cooper Road that the Lord began to deal strongly. With me concerning his purpose for the church, first apostolic church. Of course, when we speak of the church, we, we don't necessarily limit that to one congregation. We're speaking of the body of Christ when we talk about the church. Uh, and yet, and yet I, I particularly speak concerning the role that the entity known as First Apostolic Church plays and will play in the work of God, in the kingdom of God when I speak today concerning the church. It was shortly after arriving at this location in prayer that the Lord began to deal with me and and show me His plan for this assembly. And uh, I feel that there is that there is a very important matter pertaining to knowing what God would have us to be and knowing what God would have us to do. The scripture that he gave me was from Revelation chapter 22 and verse 2, and it simply reads, in the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life which bear 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And God began to show me that he had planted us in this city as a tree of life. Throughout the book of Proverbs, the scripture refers to the tree of life and it speaks Concerning the fact that wisdom is a tree of life. And that out of wisdom's mouth comes words that that are a tree of life. And that the fruit of righteousness is a tree of life. And, And what it is describing is that there are ways that the people of God, planted by God, can allow the Lord to move through them and to operate through them in such a way that they bring life to all who encounter them. One of the places that you see this is in the book of Ezekiel, where that Ezekiel by prophetic vision was walking to the temple of the Lord. And the scripture says that out from under the door of the temple issued water and the waters began at his ankles And then they rose as he went further into where the waters were flowing. The Bible says they came to his knees and then they came to his waist and then they came to his his shoulders. And then finally they were waters to swim in where his feet wouldn't touch the ground. But then the Bible says something very interesting about those waters. The Bible says that those waters would flow out and, and, and wherever the waters went, dead things came to life. That is the way God works. He brings dead things back to life. Hallelujah. So, when we say on Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday that every day is Resurrection Sunday, or every time we get together, we're celebrating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's not cliche. That's not something we say just because that's what we were supposed to say. That is so very true. We are continually celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is why we are all here. And so so God is in the business of bringing life to those people and those things that have died. And so... We talk today about the fact that God has planted us as a tree of life. He showed this to me because he began to point out things he has done in our congregation. And let me, let me say that again. He began to point out things he has done in our congregation. And, and, and God forbid that anybody or any any group of people would ever stand and take credit for what the lord has done hallelujah make no mistake about it you know again we talk about getting used to certain terms somebody might say what church do you go to you might say i go to pastor urshin's church no you don't this is god's church (laughs) amen amen I'm thankful to be a part of this body and able to declare his word and to have a a, a pastoral vision that he has given me. But let's make sure we understand whose church this is. This is God's church. This is his bride. He paid the price. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Hallelujah. He paid Precious blood for this church. And I'm not going to be the guy that stands up and says this is my church. Because it doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to him. He is the righteous governor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting father. And the prince of peace. This is his body. His bride. His church. Hallelujah. And so, so when, when God began to point out things he has done in the lives of people, he began to show that, that the revelation he gave us concerning himself was not so we, could, so we could talk about it and sound smart, but so that we could declare it and set the captive free. So that we could open our mouths and preach that gospel to every creature. In the highways and in the byways. Regardless of what a person has has done or hasn't done. Regardless of what a person has been or hasn't been. Regardless of where a person may come from or where they might be headed. We have a commission from God to preach this gospel to whosoever will. And let them come and drink of the waters of life freely. The waters of life freely. Freely. And he began to show me what he has done. And and he pointed out to me that through First Apostolic Church, God has used the gospel, used the church, and empowered us through the gospel to bring healing to people's lives. To bring healing to people's minds. To bring healing to people's hearts. And ultimately, to bring healing to the nations the nations, when the Bible speaks of nation, it's referring to, to the word ethnos. And, and it's where we get our word ethnic or ethnicity. And throughout history, there have always been divisions between this idea of, of differing ethnicities. And it is not the will of God for there to be divisions among ethnic groups. And yet, you can read about it in your paper, all across the world, there are there are divisions that are, that have developed between people over varying differences based on ethnic lines. And this is not God's will. And God's gospel is the remedy for that division. And we experience it every week at First Apostolic Church, Cincinnati, Ohio and it's a blessing and it's a privilege and i've said before i I wish that that you know that the mainstream media would bring their cameras into this room hallelujah and say look what the lord has done and look what the lord is doing and folks i'm going to tell you something this is just the tip of what god is getting ready to do he's getting ready to do in this city what he's done in this building I said he's going to do throughout our city what he's done in this building. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a revival of peace and a revival of hope and a revival of faith and a revival of joy. And the best thing is he's going to use you to do it. He's going to use me to do it. He's going to use our words and our actions and our deeds and our our thoughts and our endeavors and our efforts. Hallelujah. He is making us into and has anointed us to be a tree of life for the healing of the nations. Hallelujah. And, 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 and it's amazing because a tree of life is, that's exactly what it is. Even if you injure the tree, even when you injure the tree, if you were to take the leaf and just break it open, there's a, there's a, there's a healing aloe that comes from the leaf that is broken open. If you take the bark and begin to, to, to extract resin from it, there's a healing inside of that resin that comes from the bark. The tree is meant to give life. The tree is meant to sustain life even your trials and your tribulations cause healing balm to come from you you and I are becoming more like Jesus when he was pierced in his side and blood and water flowed and that blood and that water heals And the injuries you've experienced and the turbulence you've experienced. The devil tried to make you think it was for your downfall. The devil tried to make you think it was for your demise. But what the Lord is revealing to you was he was allowing you to be punctured enough. Hallelujah. So that a healing balm could come forth and heal your neighbor. And heal your brother. And heal your sister. And heal your enemy. Oh, I... I. Now, y'all, this has been in my spirit for three and a half years. I've got got stuff I want to preach, but but here I feel the Holy Ghost leading me to say something to you. I don't have it in the notes, but the Bible says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. I'm going to say that again. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. That's what... The greatest love man can attain unto but we're not just talking about any man we're talking about the God man we're talking about Jesus the Christ the only begotten son of the living God the father in flesh so so he has a greater love than the kind of love man can attain the greatest nobility of man is to lay down his life for the people he loves and who love him but Jesus demonstrated an even greater love upon the cross when he laid down his life for his enemies and those who cursed him and those who persecuted him that's where the Lord is taking first apostolic church he's taking us to a place hallelujah where anything that happens to us brings healing and brings forgiveness and brings power. Hallelujah to those who are in need. This is why in some sectors of the world, if you burn their holy book, then it will cause a widespread a riot or protest or violence, but you can take our Messiah and nail him to a cross, crown him with thorns, put a spear in his side and stripes on his back, and it won't cause widespread violence, it'll cause widespread forgiveness. I'm telling you, every one of us received remission of sins. Now, he wasn't just depicted in a cartoon, he was nailed to a cross. We are planted by God as a tree of life in this city. And so Jesus demonstrated in this passage of Scripture that we read the power of this seed and the power of, of what that seed is capable of doing. He said, he said that, that, that the kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed which a man took and sowed in the field which indeed is the least of all seeds. And and yet when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and it becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. He said you can take this, this small seed and, and plant it into the ground, and when you do, it is the least of all seeds in its seed form it seems insignificant and it seems like it has no no real bearing on on anything that would matter but when that thing begins to burst open beneath the ground and the, and and from it comes this this genetic code that God put inside of it you see inside of that seed is is a universe is a world you can't see on the outside of the seed and when it goes down into the ground and is buried beneath the ground don't get frustrated while that thing is buried thinking that no thing of consequence is coming from your efforts or from your actions because under the surface something beautiful something miraculous is taking place it is breaking open and that universe of healing that's inside of that seed is breaking forth from that seed and roots are coming forth and finding water and the water is feeding that seed until God's plan begins to emerge from the seed and a stem comes up from the ground and even then you can overlook it or underestimate it and say that nothing came of it but let it grow 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 and what once was the least of all seeds will become the greatest of herbs and will become a tree so widespread branches that extend so far and so wide that the birds of the air that are fine looking for a place to find rest they'll find rest upon the branches of that tree hallelujah oh hallelujah and so so this is the way that a seed operates and and the way that a seed becomes a tree I remember in July of 2002 I was sitting in Indianapolis Indiana at 4 a.m unable to rest I had been up for a while praying and I just I just could not I just could not get my mind to slow down I was I was seeking God and I was asking God for direction and I, I needed direction for my life I was I felt like I was in a place of of a limbo if you please and and I was seeking God for direction and the Lord began to speak to me in that time of prayer he sent me to the book of Haggai. and You know how it is when you read the Bible and you're looking for direction and you, you come across a passage of Scripture and, it, and, it, it, and when you just read it and, and it's plain letters, it says one thing, but when the Spirit causes it to come alive in you, it says something so deep and so profound and you can show it to somebody else and they're looking at it saying, I don't get what you got from that. And that's because it was a word for me and it was in that setting that that personal time of prayer and devotion July of 2002 that the Lord began to comfort me that he had a plan that he had a plan in place that I was to follow this particular track until an unspecified time and that time would be confirmed by my father who was my pastor and I was co-pastoring with him that he would confirm the time but to stay steady on this track until the time would come and then the Lord as the prayer session was ending and as he was kind of withdrawing his voice from that moment he just kind of spoke this final last blurb out to me and it was this and when Cincinnati calls go there's a reason why we came to Cincinnati Ohio the reason we came to Cincinnati, Ohio was because God told us to come to Cincinnati, Ohio. That's why we came. We didn't come for any other reason except for the fact that the Lord said go to Cincinnati Ohio and he put this city upon our hearts and I want you to know that God loves Cincinnati Ohio he loves Cincinnati and the reason I know is because he has laid this city upon the heart of so many people and when you drive up and down the streets of this city you will find yourself just beginning to ache for this city to be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the surrounding areas the greater Cincinnati area the metroplex you You'll begin to look at at even the landmarks and you'll begin praying the name of Jesus over this city and pleading the blood of Jesus. There have been times in our services where the Lord would just move on me to begin praying and travailing over the city of Cincinnati, Ohio. He has placed it in the hearts of his people. He has placed it in the heart of First Apostolic Church to reach this city with the gospel of Jesus Christ and thereby healing the nation nations that are represented here in this great city and what started for me as a tiny seed in July of 2002 at 4 a.m. I wasn't praying about Cincinnati I wasn't praying about about Ohio I was simply saying God I need your direction in my life and the Lord was telling me be patient be be submitted be humble do this do this do this and and just as I was about to say amen he said oh and p.s. There's going to come a day when Cincinnati will call you and tell you that they'd like for you to come. And when that happens, go. So here I am. And, and you know, you just take it up with God. Amen. Here we are, and 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 this is why when we came and there was a need for healing, as soon as we got here, it became apparent that the reason for us being here was God was going to bring healing. He was going to bring healing to our church. He was going to bring healing to our city, and he was going to he bring healing to us. And we were going to heal together, and we were going to cause god 's gospel to be declared and preached and so so as we began to do it we had about we had about there had been challenges up to that point we had about eighty five or ninety people that were uh, that were uh, gathering and worshiping God and thanking god and and it was a uh, it was a, a wonderful time there was excitement there was enthusiasm in the air and what we began to experience was that the Holy Ghost was confirming what it was we were doing we were preaching as a body of Christ we were preaching the gospel that said Saves, the gospel that saves to the uttermost. And, and we were declaring it, just, just exalting Jesus. We had this belief that if we'll lift up Jesus, then, then this crazy thing will happen. His word will come to pass. That if any man will, will if, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Some of you remember, we even talked about the fact that if you just sow the seed, it doesn't even matter where you sow it, just sow it. Just start throwing seed every which direction, and God will honor the effort at sowing the seed. You can sow it into one person, and, and they may have dry ground and, and, and shallow ground, and they might look at you, and nothing you're saying is registering with them. And and you just keep sowing the seed because if you'll sow it, God will honor it. And and, and and there'll be there'll be seed that you threw out there that'll fall over here on good ground that you didn't even see. The point is just lift him up and sow the seed and preach the gospel and pray the prayers and fast and worship and one plant. Another waters, and God gives the increase. I remember when, for me, it was in seed form. It was in that room in July of 2002 at 4 a.m. It was in seed form. All it was was a little word from God that when Cincinnati comes calling, you get to hopping. So it didn't matter what we were facing when we got here. I had a word from the Lord. It didn't matter what challenges may have existed. I had a word from the Lord. And it didn't matter what devil met us when we tried to get things get things moving in a, in a good direction. And the principality of the city would rise up. It didn't matter. I had a word from the Lord. God said, go. Here we are in the name of Jesus. And I've come to tell somebody, God's not finished yet. We haven't even seen. We haven't seen even the little bit of what God is getting ready to do. It's about to burst forth. It's about to burst forth. It's about to break open. Roots are searching for water. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. It all starts with a seed. See, that's where it starts. don't, Don't get frustrated with the seed season. Even in creation of the earth, it all started with a seed. Genesis chapter 1, verse 11, God said, hallelujah. Now remember, in Matthew chapter 13, where we read, before we read about the kingdom of heaven being likened to the the least of all seeds being planted in the field and becoming the greatest of herbs and becoming a great tree. Before we, before we hear about that seed in Matthew 13, Jesus made us aware that the seed is the word of God. Earlier in that chapter, Matthew chapter 13, he said the sower went forth to sow and, and as he sowed, he sowed everywhere. He just reached in his bag and throw that seed out and some of the seed fell on, dry ground and some of it fell on thorny ground and some of it fell on shallow ground. Some of the food was, some of the seed was picked up by by birds and it became food. Some of it was choked by thorns but some of it found good ground. And when they asked him what is the meaning of this parable, he said that here's the meaning. He said that seed is the word of God. So when I talk about the seed I I just want to break through the analogy here and and make it plain I'm talking about the word of God so when I say it starts with a seed this is what I mean it starts with a word from God and if you let that word from God get down in your spirit it'll become the greatest of herbs it'll become a tree that the birds of the air will find lodging in the branches of so here we see seed go forth in Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. God said that seed, that's all it was, was a word. Just started out as a, as a little word. That's why you need to be careful what words you're listening to. You need to be keep careful who's speaking into your life and what it is that you're believing. Be, be careful with that because that seed gets down in your heart and and you begin to become what that seed is that, that you are believing so if the enemy is throwing seed into your spirit and it's the word of your adversary getting down into your spirit this is why so many things are going wrong in your mind and in your spirit because you've believed the wrong word you've believed the word of your adversary let me tell you something about your adversary and his word the devil is a liar and not only is the devil a liar, he's the father of all liars. And there is no truth in anything that he says. As a matter of fact, if you, if you take what he says and it just reverse it, and that's the truth. So if he's called you a loser, you ought to shout. Because that means you're a winner. If he said you're going to fail, you ought to give God some praise because that means you're going to succeed. If he said it's not going to work out, you ought to get your dancing shoes on because what that really means is that God's got it all in the palm of his hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the seed comes forth and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. That was the seed. The word was the seed. The word went forth and when the word touched the earth, it was so. And the earth brought forth grass. And herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind and god saw that it was good hallelujah that's how the seed works i remember bishop buller when you came to us in greensboro north carolina sister heidi and i were my goodness 19 18 19 years old and he walked up to us and said in 1998 and said, would you come and, and work with us in Cincinnati, Ohio? And my response was, we'd love to. What he was doing was throwing a seed into the ground putting a seed down into the ground. And and I didn't even realize that's what was happening. But there was a seed that went down into my spirit. And then the Lord threw a seed in the ground in July of 2002. And, And for me, the seed was just a word from the Lord. And that's what we do when we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why when you come to church, don't wait till you get here to pray. Pray before you get here. Don't wait till you get here to praise him. Praise him when praise him before you arrive. You know why, why, why is that, Pastor? Why, why are you telling us that? Because prayer is a good thing? Well, yeah, but that's not the only reason. You, you, you do it so you can break up the fallow ground. So you can break up your heart and your spirit. Because our heart gets hardened and our spirit gets calloused. So we break it up with prayer and with praise. And we say, God, I'm getting ready to hear your word. And I don't want my hardness of heart to get in the way. And I, I don't want my shallow view of life to get in the way. And so, Lord. Lord, open my heart, open my spirit and let your word speak into my heart. And I'm going to tell you something. If you'll open up your heart, when the word comes forth, that word will find good ground. You want to know why? Do you want to know why they say? Do you want to know why they say? How many have ever heard brush fires and wildfires? They're good for the forests. I mean, some of these are out of control. And, and, and they don't want them to get out of control. But they do need a good fire every now and then. And somebody said, that sounds crazy. But here's why it's important. Because the fire burns the ground and 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 purifies the ground from all of the things that would prevent it from having rich soil that can receive seed so ladies and gentlemen the same is true of the spirit when you go through the fiery trial you don't like going through it I don't like going through it none of us like going through it but it's good for us to go through the fiery trial. Because what it does is it burns all the junk that we let get into our spirit, all of our attitudes and all of our rebelliousness and all of our stubbornness and all of our idolatry and all the just all the junk that prevents the word of God from really getting deep into our spirit and growing into the kind of tree God wants to bring from us. So a fiery trial comes along. And I'm going to tell you something. When people go through a fiery trial, fiery trial, they're ready for the word. They're ready for the word. How many remember 88 reasons why Jesus will come back in 1988? How many remember that? I'm showing my age, but anybody, you go ahead, show your age with me now. Come on, we need a wave offering in the house. 88 reasons why the Lord will come back in 1988. And everybody thought, oh, Lord, Jesus coming back in 1988. You should have seen people. Folks, I hadn't seen in years on the second row. Why? Because the fiery trial was coming. And and, and they were in their mind. Their mind was being purged of some things. And they were getting serious saying, Lord I'm going to open my heart to you now. I remember a man saying to the church, he had been an unsaved husband for many years. And he said to the church, he said, I'm getting ready to go into an open heart surgery. They don't know if I'm going to make it out alive. He said, I've known all of you for many years but I've never served the Lord. He said, this is my commitment to you. When I come out of this operation. I'm repenting of my sins and I'm turning from everything that I once was and I'm giving my life to God completely. Hold me to it because it's for real. And you know, you hear something like that and you think, well, we'll see. We'll believe it when we see it. And and then it is exactly what happened. He ended up turning his life completely over to the Lord. He's still serving God. That was 20 years ago. His wife had prayed for decades that God would bring him in. 20 years later, he's still serving the Lord. Why? because the fiery trial had purged the ground and those nutrients now were able to enter into his spirit and the seed was able to find good ground. But it starts, it starts with a seed. And so we know that the word of God is the seed. Now, now here's, here's what we must understand. Let's follow this along even further. Not only is the word of God the seed, but the word of God is more of a who than a what. You might question what is the Word of God? No, no, it's who is the Word of God? Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. See, the Word is a Him. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made in Him. The Word was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now, he was not that light. But he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light. That light of every man that cometh into the world. He came into the world. And the world knew him not he came unto his own and his own received him not but to as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God and the word hallelujah that seed the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and full of truth So when Jesus Christ came into this world, he came into the world as the word of God. And as the word of God, he was the seed. Hallelujah. He came into this world as the seed. And, and when he came into this world as the seed, it, it, it people were excited because they the king had arrived. The king of all kings had come. And he performed miracles just like the prophet said that he would perform miracles. And he fulfilled the prophecies that were prophesied by everybody from Zechariah to Isaiah. From David in the Psalms to Moses in Deuteronomy. And on and on through the Old Testament. Micah and, and Habakkuk. All of these prophets had prophesied and Jesus, his life fulfilled every one of these prophecies that they had foretold but then what they didn't realize was that he was a seed and it starts with a seed the seed has to be buried the seed has to break up the seed has to have what is inside of them come forth so so it didn't make sense to them in that moment why A nail had to go through his hand. But, but you got to understand, you got to let the seed break open. So let the nail go through his hand. They didn't understand why the nail had to go through his feet. Well, you just got to understand, it, he's a seed. And the seed is, he's not here to abide alone. He didn't just come to, he didn't just come to be a great prophet, a great teacher, and, and do good things, and show good kindness, and then fade off the scene with all of the other sages, and all of the other wise people who lived. No, he came to duplicate himself. He came to become the true vine. He came, hallelujah, to give people access to the tree of life. So, So you and I have to understand then that the tree of life was a tree that was positioned in the garden of Eden. God created the tree of life. And God created the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God commanded Adam and Eve, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the hour that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. And so they could not eat of it. They ended up eating of it. Here's what's interesting to me. The whole time they were in that garden, they could have eaten of the tree of life. And never did. And it just got me to thinking... How many things does God put within our reach that we won't eat of? How many blessings are there in store for us that we just simply don't partake of? And Adam and Eve had never eaten of the tree of life but they were tempted to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The only one that was forbidden. And they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Death entered the picture because sin had entered the picture. God said I can't let man eat of the tree of life in this sinful state. So God put an angel at the entrance of the garden of Eden and there was a flaming sword that went every which way and no individual could ever re-enter the Garden of Eden because of that flaming sword and it was the access point by which people could find the tree of life. Man could not have access to eternal life through his own power and through his own abilities. But when Jesus came into the picture he came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah listen to what he said. He said I am the way. I am the truth and i am the life hallelujah no man cometh unto the father but by me in one place he said i am the true vine you hallelujah forsook the tree of life in the garden of eden i've come to give you access back to the tree where if you eat of the tree of life you'll live forever Oh, I wish I could say it like I feel it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. 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 He said, he said, it shall be in you a well of living water springing up into everlasting life. The whole message of Jesus was never dying. Dying on a cross, being buried and resurrected from the dead, and never dying again. The scripture even says it that way. It says, He died once dieth no more. He looked at Mary and Martha and he said, she said, I know that Lazarus will live again in the resurrection. Jesus said, see that's your problem Martha is that you think that the resurrection is an event. You think that the resurrection is a a place. What you don't understand is that the resurrection is a person. And I am the resurrection. I am the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead yet shall be He yet shall he live. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus see the scripture likens Jesus to a seed it lets us know that he is like the seed in John chapter 12 and verse 24 the Bible says in verse 23 the hour is come that the son of man should be glorified verily verily I say unto you except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit he was letting them no. I know you want me to stick around I know you want me to live and I, I appreciate that but you don't understand in order for me to live I've got to die and in order for you to live I've got to die i got to go into the ground i got to be nailed to a cross and i got to go into the ground Jesus went into that tomb like a seed goes into the ground which is the least of all seeds all those soldiers looked at him like he was a failure they put that They put that plaque over his head that said, here is the king of the Jews. They were laughing at him, mocking him, saying everything you lived for is coming to naught. But what they didn't realize and had the principalities of this world knew who they were crucifying, They never would have crucified the Lord of glory. They'd have done everything they could to keep that blood from spilling onto the ground. They'd have done everything they could to keep that blood from coming from his forehead, from his side, from his back, from his hands, and from his feet. But it was too late. They had broke that seed open. And when they broke that seed open, everything that was inside of that seed came forth. And let me tell you something. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you and I are complete in Him. Woo. When He went into that ground, He went into that ground like a seed and that shell burst open and all the healing that was in him came out and all of the peace that was in him came out and all the joy that was in him came out and all the hope and all the faith and all the miracles and the signs and the wonders and the glory and the salvation I said the salvation I'm going to say it again the salvation all of that Began to burst forth from jesus and when he came up out of the grave he came out of that grave like that stem pushes up through the ground it starts rising up you ought to watch a time lapse of a seed sometime you ought to watch the time lapse of a seed sometime how that it just goes down it's all alone poor little seed when it goes down into that ground and becomes subject to the forces hallelujah invisible forces i don't even know what to think of it but something about that soil Nobody knows what to think about it, but something about that soil, down deep in that soil, that little bitty seed, it looks so pitiful. It looks so, so, so really just hopeless. That's the way Jesus looked upon that cross when he was broken for us, pitiful and hopeless. But when you put him in the ground hallelujah stuff starts coming up out of him stuff you can't see stuff i can't see and he begins to push himself up from the ground now here's what happens when a tree begins to grow the bible describes that the seed finds good ground that's exactly what happens how many when you're a kid i still like to do it occasionally now still take a little maple seed and throw it up like a helicopter it's pretty cool because that seed will just, it'll, you don't never know where it's going to land. And it's just kind of floating around and, and wherever it lands. It might, it might be squirrel food, you know, by, you know. Or it might find dry ground or it might find shallow ground. Or it might find good ground. And it starts out as a little helicopter. But one day, it's going to grow up. And when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs. And the birds of the air will find rest in its branches. First Apostolic Church, everything that God has been sowing into us has been preparing us for this moment. It has been seed that has gone into good ground. Hallelujah. The devil tried to take it, but he couldn't take it. Cares of life tried to choke it, but they couldn't choke it. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. folks have lost their jobs while the Lord was trying to do a work in their spirit. And the enemy tried to discourage their faith, but they held on to God's unchanging hand. Hallelujah. And the enemy was incapable of taking what God had put in their spirit. Folks have lost loved ones while trying to do a work for God and grow in grace. And the enemy tried to come take the seed out of their spirit, but they kept on holding on to God, saying, no, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all of my heart and lead not to my own unrighteousness understanding people have had their feelings hurt and I mean real feelings have been hurt people have felt betrayed and seriously been betrayed and the enemy has come up and tried to tried to take from your heart the seed that God is trying to plant in you and you feel at times like you won't be able to make it. I've come to tell you you made it. You made it through the fire. You made it through the flood. I rebuke every spirit that's trying to tell you that you're going to be defeated. I'm going to put a seed in your soul today and let you know God is getting ready to do something in your life that will blow your mind. You're going to heal people around you. Your words are going to heal them. Your actions are going to heal them. Your forgiveness is going to heal them. Your grace in times of pressure is going to heal them. Hallelujah. 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 That's why. No, it doesn't matter what comes my way. doesn't matter what comes your way. We have a word from the Lord. I'm going to say that again. We have a word from the lord it's gonna be all right we have a purpose we are here to heal this city we are here to heal every person that walks through these doors hallelujah in the name of jesus and that's why we've got to get bigger doors and we've got to get bigger rows and we've got to get push these walls out we got to build a building because they're coming they're coming and you want to know why they're coming because we're not shirking our responsibilities i said we're not shirking our responsibilities we're embracing our purpose and god said if you'll embrace your purpose i will send them your way all i need is for them to find somebody who knows who i am who understands my power who understands my glory It starts with a seed. It starts right here. It starts right now. It's the word of God that comes into our spirit. And when that word of God comes into our spirit and says, I am making you into a tree of life. Hallelujah. To bring healing to the nations around you. I can tell you from my personal experience, when God gives you a word... If you hold on to that, there is no devil in hell that can take you down. There is no fiery trial that can prevent you. They will only work to your advantage. There is no sickness. There is no tragedy. There is no thing in life, care of life, that can come against you and prosper against you. When you hold on to the word, the seed. Somebody reach up and grab it right now. Come on, reach up and ground it. grab it right now. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, somebody, reach up and grab it right now. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know why God brought me here? For the same reason he brought you here. In the name of Jesus, we're going to work together and heal this city. In the name of Jesus, we're going to work together and preach the gospel. The only saving gospel. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. Come on, get a hold of it. Get a hold of it. Wrap your hands around it. In the name of Jesus. Young people, that's why you're growing up at First Apostolic Church. Because the anointing of God is upon you. To heal the nations. To heal the nations. To heal divisions. To heal strife. To preach the gospel to every creature, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach deliverance to the captives, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In the name of jesus i'm sick of sin stranglehold on people's lives we come against it right now in the name that is above every name the name that has subdued all sin the name that has resisted all temptation the name that has healed every disease in the name of jesus christ hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want somebody, I want anybody in this house that has received healing in your spirit or in your body or in your mind over the last few years. I want you to stand to your feet right now. Lift your hands to heaven. Go ahead right now in the name of Jesus. He told Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let God break something open inside of you right now it's getting ready to push forward and touch others it's going to push forward it's going to break forth from you and it's going to touch the people around you hallelujah 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 come on that's it in the name of Jesus 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 shandalalala katahaya Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. Come on, right now, let that seed break forth. Let that seed break forth. Let that word break forth. Let that word break forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want somebody right now who has experienced the power of forgiveness in your life. I want you to rejoice in God right now. Come on, do it, do it, do it. Praise Him. Praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now that's beautiful. Now I want those who have experienced the power of forgiving others. If you have experienced the power of forgiving someone else, I want you to praise God for that right now. Come on, if you've laid that offense down at the cross of Jesus and said, God, I don't want it, I don't need it, it's a trick of the devil, it's a trick of the devil. Heal me, Holy Ghost, heal me, Holy Ghost, heal me, Holy Ghost, heal me, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want those right now who have been hurt and wounded by religion, but you have felt the healing balm of Gilead flow over your soul. You've been hurt and wounded by people who claim to be Christian, but you've felt the healing Holy Ghost touch up in your life over the last few years. I want you to lift up your voice unto God and praise him for it right now, because that healing wasn't just for you. It's going to reach out and touch people around you. I said it wasn't just for you. It's going to reach out and touch people around you. Come on. Praise Him, church. Praise Him, church. Praise Him. I want somebody who has been delivered from condemnation where guilt and shame used to lord over you and condemnation used to run your life. I want you to lift your hands and declare your victory from it right now. In the name of Jesus, this is where it starts. This is how it starts. Go ahead and say, God, I thank you. I thank you for washing me clean. I thank you. When Jesus came up from the grave, he came up like a tree of life, bursting forth from the ground. Now, folks, we don't have to create a new tree. He is the tree. He said, I am the vine. You are the branches. If any man abide in me, and my words abide in him, You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So in the name of Jesus Christ, oh, I feel the presence of God right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I want us to say, Lord, I want your seed to abide in me. I want your words to come into my spirit right now. I want you to pray that everybody in this house, go ahead and pray that, Lord, put your words inside of me. Put your words inside of me. Put your words inside of me. Hallelujah. Put your words inside of me. Let that seed, which is the word of God, get down deep into your soul right now in the name of the Lord. Let God give you a refreshed vision for this city, a refreshed vision for your family. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to see the lost saved. We're getting ready to see the sinners saved. We're getting ready to see the sick healed. We're getting ready to see the addicted, hallelujah, delivered from their addiction. He's going to do it through your testimonies, God's going to do it through your kindness he's going to do it through your loving relationships he's going to do it through your boldness through the compassion of god that resides in you let his words abide in you in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want somebody, I want somebody right now who's gonna get a hold of this. I want you to come forward in the name of Jesus. And I want you to say, Lord, it starts with a seed, it starts with me. It starts with a seed, it starts with me. It starts with a seed and it starts with me. Something's growing right now. Something's beginning right now in this house. Something's happening in the name of Jesus. Something's happening in the Holy Ghost, in this place, in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. In the name of the Lord, hallelujah. Hallelujah, this is the glory of the Lord hallelujah hallelujah that's it that's it come on that's it it starts with a seed and it starts with me in the name of Jesus come on don't see yourself as insignificant that's a trick of the devil and don't see your skills as insignificant that's a trick of the devil in the name of Jesus be not deceived God is not mocked For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you sow to the flesh, you'll reap of the flesh corruption. But if you sow to the Spirit, you shall reap of the Spirit life everlasting. Come on, God called us to this city, each of us. He called each of us to this place so that we can reach this city that He loves. So that we can reach these people that He loves. So that we can stand as a city on a hill that cannot be hid to say, look what the Lord has done. Ha, 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 ha glory hallelujah glory hallelujah 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 blessed be his holy name blessed be his holy name blessed be his holy name, his holy name. Woo. Sheila, life. breathe life into these I am thirsty so Lord Lord hear our prayer forgive our sins as we call Oh, your God.